Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Word of God. We're looking at the Bible as God's revelation to us that He's given to us so that we can follow Christ. We are working our way through 1 John. We are in 1 John chapter 3. Today we're looking at verses 11 and 12, and this is episode 22. Let's look at the passage. John writes, For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Unlike Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Well, John's making a a shift in his letter. Up to this point, the, the theme has been that God is light. He began this part uh, way back in chapter 1, verse 5, where he says, This is the message. God is light. Well, now he's, for the rest of the letter, he's going to be speaking of God is love. And so he begins here in verse 11 with, This is the message you've heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Looking at the idea of the love of God, and specifically now looking at the idea of love one another, that's going to be where we're looking at for the, the rest of First John. Now, there is a natural flow from what we looked at last time, the very end of verse 10. He, he says, whoever does not do what is right is not of God, especially the one who does not love his brother or sister. He's continuing that and giving a big example. This is a really pretty simple passage, but it's got a lot of deep applications. As we looked at last time, the challenge is, do we love one another? Are we following God, following Christ, or are we following the devil? And as God's adopted children, do we love God's other adopted children? God's children love God's children. That's part of being followers of Christ. Jesus said, the world will know you are my followers by how you love one another. John is making the contrast here between those who follow Christ and those who don't, those who love one another and those who don't. And he uses the example of Cain. He says, we're to love one another. Unlike Cain, he was of the evil one and he murdered his brother. So let's talk about Cain. Who was Cain? Well, if we go back to Genesis, the account of Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were originally in the Garden of Eden, but then they committed sin and were ejected from the Garden of Eden and separated from God because of sin. Their story continues in the beginning of chapter 4 of Genesis. Adam and Eve have a child, and that child is Cain. And then they have another child, and that child is Abel. Now the children grow older. Cain is a farmer. Abel is a shepherd. And at some point, they each bring an offering to God. So Cain brings some of his uh, produce that he's harvested from the land. Abel brings one of his flock as an offering to God. The Bible tells us in Genesis 4, the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Now we're not told why. And and there's various theories. Could it be because God preferred the offering of the the animal versus the offering of the produce of the crops? Or was it a matter of the heart? 
that Abel had a, a, a joyful, worshipful heart when he brought his offering and Cain did not. We don't know. And anything we do is pure speculation. All we know is God accepted Abel's offering and rejected Cain's offering. And Cain was upset. The, the words actually says Cain was furious. And he looked despondent. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you furious? Why do you look despondent? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, you but you must rule over it. And then Cain kills his brother Abel. Now we don't know what the problem was with Cain's offering, but apparently Cain knew. And what God says to Cain is, if you just do the right thing, then it will be all right. So for whatever reason, and we don't know what it was, but Cain did not do what was right in the offering. And God says, well, if you would do what was right, it will be all right. But instead, Cain was mad at his brother and killed his brother. And the words used here, the sin is looking to get you and doing what is right is, is linked to that. That's why I think John uses the example of Cain here. Cain murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Obviously, there was jealousy. That's, that's why Cain killed Abel. He was jealous that God had accepted Abel's offering but not his own. When what he should have done was examine what he was doing and fixed what he was doing. We see this example of Satan being the father of all of this in the Gospel of John, John 8, 44. Jesus is speaking to the Jewish leaders and he says, you are of your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. So John recorded Jesus telling that to the religious leaders about Satan. John uses these examples as he continues here. You're either a child of God or you're a child of Satan. Which is it going to be? And Satan is a murderer. And so we see Cain here as a murderer because he's a follower of Satan. In the very end here, he said that why, why did he murder him? Because his deeds were evil, his brothers were righteous. We, we see this, uh, this contrast between doing right and doing wrong. In a famous passage, John 3.16, For God so loved the world in this way, he gave his one only Son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. If we actually continue for a few more uh, verses, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And anyone who believes in him is not condemned. But anyone who does not believe is already condemned, because he's not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it, so his deeds may not be exposed. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light, so his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. 
we see this linkage between your heart and whether you are following Christ or following the devil and what you do and how you respond to that. If you are doing evil, you don't want to come into the light. And there's a, an, an actual uh, reaction against those who, who do right. So what about us? I mean, how does this uh, apply to us? None of us are like Cain. None of us are going to kill our brother. And if we are followers of Christ, then these it seems like these words don't apply to us. Well, the application is in the love one another. He's showing the, the contrast, the stark, uh, absolute opposite of loving one another. That's killing your brother versus loving your brother and sister. But even in the community of God's people, we still have problems. James addressed this in, in his letter. James chapter 4, he is speaking to the church. He's speaking to the people in the church. He's speaking to the people who are followers of Christ. He says, what's the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you? You desire and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. And you ask and you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? So whoever wants to be a friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. That's the example of God's people. Even amongst the brothers and sisters of Christ, we will still have conflict. We will still, uh, as James calls it, have wars and fights. Now, he says murder and covet, but he's actually just talking about being unkind to one another, being ugly with one another. So the, the challenge is, we have the example set before us of love one another. How do we actually do that? Well, why would we not love one another? Because of selfishness, because of hard hearts, or as James points out, because of love of the world. And I love the world because I love the things of the world. I love what the world can give me. I want what I want, and I want my desires satisfied. And often, even people within the church, they, they get in the way of me getting what I want. Even churchy things. I want the worship to be this way. I want the programs to be this way. I want things to look like this. I want to get my way. And when other people have a different idea, I will fight with them over it. Wow, that's not looking like a follower of Christ. That's not looking like loving my brother and sister. And so I'm not doubting that any of these people are actual followers of Christ, but sometimes we don't act like it. We act more like Cain because we're worried about getting our way than we are about following Christ. That's the challenge. That's the big takeaway for us in this. Not that we're going to uh, take our brother out in the field and kill him and hide his body, but are we going to be actually acting ugly to one another because we're so worried about getting our way and things being the way we want them to be? Or are we more worried about God getting what he wants? That's the challenge for us. 
So as we begin this section looking at God is love, well, how do we actually live that out? And primarily, the biggest part of that is how we love one another. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time as we continue working through 1 John.